Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Welcome to the war room. We got Taz, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end it? One or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise to talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The four for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What up, what up, what's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint. We got the Bull B. Austin. Um, y'all bear with me, man, because I don't know what's going on where I am. You know, it's an apocalyptic storm rolling through here. So if I just cut off, you know, it, it could be me. It could be Blog Talk Radio. Who knows? Um <laughs> But the NBA boycott that we talked about last week, it didn't last too long, so the playoffs are still churning. And uh, we, we've had some barn burners this past week, so we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. So just sit back, relax. And you can wrap with us by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls, as usual, on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, like we always do, just want to send you guys a reminder. Make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air that you check out some of our archived episodes um, of our show and some of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at our website, warroomsports.com, also on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, we're sure to be there. Um, fellas, brothers, we lost some great ones this week, man, the world of sports and the world of entertainment. Um, in the real world, man, this 2020 is just something else, man. But look, um, we, we're going to talk about some of the, the ones in the sports world in the in the middle of the show. But right now, we, we definitely got to give our brother Chadwick Bozeman his flowers what before we start this forever? episode, man. Um, Chad Bozeman, a lot of you might know him from, of course, Black Panther fame. But uh, we had always joked that Chad is... He had become the new go-to person for all black biopics. Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, uh, uh, who else? James Brown. And then, of course, uh, King T'Challa. He, a lot of other projects. Um, he seemed like he was on the path of being one of the great ones, man. He was His life was cut short due to a battle with colon cancer that none of us knew about. Jim, remember we talked about it. We saw him. Um, what were we watching? The, the Kevin Hart Netflix documentary thing? And he was talking he to was Chad back. about possibly doing some projects. And he kept telling Kev, no. So I'm sitting there like, oh, you know, my man, he bigger than Kev Hart type movies these days. But maybe it was, maybe he was turning them down because he knew, you know, he was battling something. Yo, we um, knew what was we up. watched that. We, and I remember we was all together at the uh, at our annual retreat watching um the all-star game and he right. was on the dunk contest and we was all, we was making jokes like, yo, my man don't really want to be there. Like we had right, no right, idea what he right. was dealing with, but what he, he was absolutely really looked like he had somewhere else better to be. Yeah. He was dealing with some real ish. We was and you know, my when, man rather be some anywhere in the world, but there. When it comes to actors, like 
when their appearance changes, we always chalk it up to a role. Like, oh, he must be losing weight for a role. I mean, we saw 50 Cent, and he's not even a, 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 a real thespian. We saw him look crazy to take a role with, you know, someone with cancer. Um, we've seen it, and, you know, we've seen Denzel look crazy for roles. Um, but this was real, man. Um, so shout out. Definitely rest in peace, rest in power um, to our Howard University brother. I'm not going to sit here and claim to have known Chadwick, but we did come in at the same time. He did live on the floor above me um, my freshman year. So, you know, like a what's up thing like you do to everybody else in college, except for the, the corny dudes who want to walk around college beefing. Um, but, you know, it, it was, it's crazy news, man. More more of 2020. Shout out to all the college students. Shout out to all the college students that, um, you know, are are kind of shocked by that when you get on campus. Because I know that when I first got on campus, right, you're from Philly. Yeah, you Philly, when Cats was speaking to me, dog, I was you're like, Yo, why are you speaking to me? Like, <laughs> you think it's all We we ignorant we <laughs> ignorant Philadelphians. Like, we thinking it's cool. It's I'm it's like, weird to talk to somebody. I'm the same you. Yo, we thinking, yo, you ain't never lied. Cats like, hey, how you yeah. doing? Good morning. I'm like, what the fuck is all this? Like, we don't do that. <laughs> it was weird. I'd be like, yo, why all you? All the head yo, nods and the what's up. Like, yo. You'd be you, like, yo, you back want, up. Right? Why you dig heat? You dig right? Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. It definitely especially takes like, you a semester or two to like get down used south, to that. Like, like down south, the southern, has, the southern hospitality is a real thing. Like, it is so pleasant and nice folks, man. Mm-hmm. The women in it, man. Like, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. How you doing this morning? I mean, it's still murky if you the line, but. They're gonna speak to oh, you. Yeah, first. yeah, don't get that twisted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just different though. Like, you know, when you from north, when you Yo. from northeast, man, we don't, we, don't, we isolate each other, dog. What type of, what type of pathology did we come from? What type of trauma? It's weird, man. Formed, like, formed our world that we think saying stuff? hello to Yo, one I, another I, I think is weird. I was having this conversation with someone earlier. I think it has something to do with the weather, man. Cause like any, like when you meet cats that's from like L.A., they like mellow and smooth. I'm like, nigga, you got nice weather, like. <laughs> Of course you like yo, you ain't got yo, this yo, yo, y'all know I like to I like to get it started and pop it just to buttress the point of my brother Jimmy. Yo, the weather and where you live is a core component of my understanding <laughs> yeah. of white supremacy and racism and where uh <laughs> and, where, and where and where them people and where I them people ready. come from. I wasn't ready. And when you weren't ready, you always got to, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I know, I know. That's my bad, man. That's my bad. Yo, but where they come from in the Caucasus Mountains, cold, rainy, snowy, nothing grows, scarcity. And then look where we come from. So it's the root of evil. Yo. It's the root of all evil. Yo. The weather is the root of all evil. Yo. Yo. (laughs) Weather, bro. It's the weather. Like said, I mean, it's it puts you at a, at a bad disposition. Like, like Jimmy said, we got to walk around, especially in the winter. It's cold as hell. Even in the summer, like it's super humid um, in comparison yep. to other places. So everything is making you upset. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's up? What you mean, what's up? Yeah, we ain't about that. Like, uh, we, we, yeah, we about the ice grill life. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a little different in the Northeast because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But uh, with all that being said, man, rest in power to Chadwick Boseman because we got to the weather somehow. But you know that's what we do. Wakanda so rest forever. in power to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, and I'm glad he got a Wakanda chance to play that role because that role. So it's that crazy to he will live forever. Right. It, it's crazy to to see what they're going to end up doing with that franchise now. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of opinions out there. Some people are saying, you know, just get somebody else to play it and keep it going. Some people were saying that it was, I think, uh, shout out to the homie Billy Beige, a.k.a. Hank. Um, I think he was saying that might be why the date of the next movie kept sliding and they were saying something about Shuri taking the, the throne in the next one. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've never I known mean, either, a movie either. franchise, you know, if, if they lose a person, even if it's the main character. Look at Batman. I mean, people didn't even die. They just changed Batman and Spider-Man just because. So. Yo, yeah, man, they changed Spider-Man because they failed. <laughs> I just say give it to Bull King Woodbine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, do not listen to Jimmy. No, he goes, yo. Okay. Tell me, tell me it would be, it, it, it will be, it, yo, it will be legendary. Yo, yo, gonna be like, for comedic purposes, it's automatically yo. legendary. We're gonna be like, welcome home to Chalice. <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all don't get what they Y'all don't get it. Just have them cake, man. Have them cake. Have them cake. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, so God. let's. Rest in power oh, to the brother. Bokeem Woodbine is the best, worst, worst actor ever. Yeah, I want him to get jobs forever. I want him yeah. to get jobs forever. He seemed like he does, though. I don't know what they be seeing in him or what the industry <laughs> owes him or who he got yo, the photos out, of yo, or is, where the bodies are buried. Yo, yo he's terrible. Shout out to my homie, uh, who's great? My homie Hip, who's actually in our group chat. He hates Bokeem Woodbine so much that if it's a movie and he's in it, he's like, well, cut it off before even giving the movie a shot. Like, he actually <laughs> hates Bokeem. But the funniest yeah. thing about the, the funniest terrible, thing about I can, I can watch hatred. him anytime. Yo, the funniest thing about his hatred of Bokeem Woodbine is he's actually the cousin of Alan Payne. And I'd be like, yo, your cousin ain't that much better, my dude. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. Hey, that's his cousin. I'm like, yo, your cousin ain't even that much better. <laughs> Although Blue Hill Avenue was funny as hell. All right, well let's let's get into these hot topics, man, and, and I'm ready now. Yes, sir. I just gotta gotta keep gotta keep the sound bites in the same place for this dude. Um, <laughs> hot topics are brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. It's time for you to make some money, sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out, now it's time. Uh, go go check them out. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, so lay down some bread on the biggest games in sports. By joining the war room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses at payout time. You win, you get your money fast, no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the game starts. So join now, and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid, period. All right, so let's just do a check-in real quick, man, of the NBA uh, playoffs, the NBA bubble playoffs. We always got to put the bubble in there because I think, and I think you guys will agree, that it's just different in the bubble. NBA action has been different in the bubble. We've had some great games. You know, we've also had some some stinkers. Um, Every now and then, I still get my my purest frustration because – Everything revolves around a three-point line. You know, you're still going to have the same style, but it just seems like the competition level in the bubble, I don't know, it's, it's, it's been on a, on a higher level. Uh, maybe it's because it's there's way no better. fans. This is how I, dudes, know you, I know you're trying to downplay it. 
you trying to downplay it, but to me, the bubble has been a blessing. Like the bubble, I'm, to me, I'm watching some of the best basketball, even with the nonsense that I've seen in years. Like, but it's factors like, to that. Go Jim, I'm like, if we think like that, maybe it's because we were bored for a couple of months. I don't, I don't know. I think it's because I, them dudes is all living together. It's like almost like a collegiate type joint. Like we don't care. don't want to get them both their credit. No, and, and but I was about to. Yeah, I was about to. It might be, especially the fact that there's no fans, there's no people around, they can focus a little more, and it's just that mono mono that competition. I mean, it is still on television, mm-hmm. but it's different when you're not in front of 20,000 people. It's kind of more like a no pickup game model. when you're trying to embarrass a dude at a pickup game when, you know, when everything's televised and you got 20,000 fans in the stands – you might be a little more conservative with your game, but, you know, look at cats like Donovan Mitchell and, and Jamal Murray. They're out there just trying to embarrass each other at, at all times. Yo, they have themselves I think it's, it's a little awful. bit of a Vince Carter, Allen Iverson type uh, back and forth from the 2001 playoffs. Also, you, can, um, you don't got to worry about, like, you know, um, embarrassing yourself, missing shots in front of them, um, you know, um, Skirt. IG models. Let's just, let's just say IG models. <laughs> but, uh, so but it's that's some to factors. Me, it's been a blessing, man. To me, they've been going at each other, y'all. Yeah, no. So what did y'all think about that series? Um, the Jazz jumped out to a 3-1 lead and actually blew it. Um, I saw, I think you might have posted it. There was a tweet a few years back when the Warriors blew their 3-1 lead and Donovan Mitchell actually said something like, man, this wouldn't be me. And um, now he's on the... <laughs> On the losing end oh, the of losing end, yeah. a three-one lead. I, think that, I mean, he balled. I'm not going to like put it all on him, but oh, no. his man also balled. His man. If you want to be honest, like, with me, like they got, they got kind of, they got kind of jerked in the fourth, the fourth quarter of that game because if we, if we want to keep it really real, like they got jerked on several calls. Like my man got punched in the face. They didn't call anything. Um, they called an offensive foul that just wasn't an offensive foul. Now, granted, um, you know we have the. Uh, the pleasure of um, watching it at home where they can show you in slow motion and the refs don't do that. But they got it kind of jerked. And the, the Denver kind of escaped, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they should have lost that game because the ball didn't show up in the fourth quarter. He was also banged up a little bit too. Um, but everybody was dog tired at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Everybody was dog tired. Really and, serious, and to be man. honest with you, and to be honest with you, um, and I know B. Austin will enjoy this comment, if 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 Mike Conley shows up at all, Utah wins that series. <laughs> yeah. Mike Conley was Yo, it's funny, it's funny. Game seven. We 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 styles and we styles and Jada right now. I'm not trying to uh there, but we styles and Jada. Yo, I just looked at Mike Conley's contract about an hour and a half. <laughs> Yo, an hour and a half, I swear right hand to God. Five years, $153 million for that. For that. 30, 30, $32 million a year. For that. <laughs> I get you. I hear you. Um, I mean, he's just, he's, he's just an inconsistent player. You know, sometimes he's he's a little bit impressive or maybe he's impressive to me for Mike Conley because we've always had some opinions about Mike Conley here. So, you know, sometimes he does things. I'm like, okay, Mike got, he got a little bit of game. 
I've been, I've been oh, hearing about this game. I don't see it that much, but yeah, he, he he was wild and consistent. But another thing we have to think about in a seven game series when they gave up the lead like that, if you have any NBA conspiracies in you anywhere, I mean, you might think, I mean, it's not like Denver is some super duper market, but looking at you know Denver versus Salt Lake City. Um, some of the players on Denver, maybe, you know, the league may have rather seen them um, advance. So it got a little touchy there at the end. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there for anybody who might have been thinking that already. But, um, yeah, Utah, I mean, you got Rudy, you got Donovan Mitchell, but is that enough for the league to, to, to want them to advance, especially after blowing a lead like that, and on the other think, other team you got Jokic, you got Murray, yeah, you Joker, got Kevin yeah. Porter Jr., who's probably, I mean, he's not even like their third best player, but just thinking of names that could be golden boys to the league, and that's who, and that's Denver who the president wants to see. The president wants to see Michael Porter advance mm-hmm. because it's weaponized because of Americanness, but. It's funny you bring that up. I don't buy into the conspiracy theory or conspiracy theory, but I will say that I still feel like we know that Donovan Mc, Donovan Mitchell, did I almost say McNabb? Donovan Mitchell is a baller, but I don't think the world recognizes him as the superstar he will be eventually. I don't think they see it. That. I mean, I don't think the world recognizes he or Jamal Murray as that until, you know, you watch these still, dudes go back and forth the way that they did. Um, it seems like Jamal, Jamal Murray, Murray takes a nice back seat to Nikola Jokic during the regular season. And the playoffs start, <laughs> he like, nah, <laughs> something else going on here. Or it could be a pride, a level of pride where, you know, my man, I mean, even if he can't stop Spider he not going to stop going back at him. So it could be a little bit of that as well. Um, the the Houston series, I'm just trying to think of some of these joints that went seven games, Houston and Oklahoma City. What did y'all think about the end of that series? Because in game six, you had Chris Paul kind of thumping his chest, his chest like, you know, yeah. some people are just built for these clutch situations. And then it was not so I much. Think not, you, not, not you. Not you, Cliff. <laughs> I think 20. 20- I think 2020 is just weird because that wasn't Cliff's fault. That was that uh, that Bulls fault. But even beyond that, the fact that Houston won because of James Harden defense means that the world is off his ass. <laughs> like <laughs> that makes <laughs> no sense. He was yo. They won the series because of a defensive play by James Harden. <laughs> that makes no yo. That makes no sense. The yo. world is completely off his axis. Yo, the way like, did you how? see that last game? The way he. The way he was playing, I thought the Damu Riders were in the building. I thought, you know, I thought Pyru was around. Because you know how nervous he gets when Pyru is around. He started missing. But he, he deed up. He definitely deed up. Well, you know, especially on the block. You know, NBA basketball is so predict- predictable now. I mean, you kind of know. <laughs> where are people going to yeah. shoot from? I mean, how they going to pull it? But, but even beyond that, but man, I, 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 give I, I, I was still impressed. I was still impressed with OKC, though, because they're not even supposed to be in a game seven. Like, when you look at them dudes on paper, like, they're not supposed to be in the they, they play tough. True, they're not supposed yeah, to, they're supposed to be, to be in the bubble. 
They're not supposed yeah, to be in the how bubble. About that? Are y'all are y'all like, team, are y'all of the faction team. though that gives Chris Paul all the credit for that? I mean, all, yeah, all people talk about. I, I think I think I'm the captain now has really stepped his game and leadership up, but I do think that um, he has to get some of the credit because they kind of you know it's one of them weird things that you say like they resemble their coach or whatever like they do play hard nose the way he does like a bunch of them mm-hmm. boys actually got got caught up on doing some of the, the stuff that Chris Paul's been known to do throughout the years. Remember a little cheat, John, he hit dudes in the nuts. Yeah. yeah, and like moving screens. Like some of them dirty tactics that Chris Paul is known for, you see their whole team doing it. So he has had his influence. His imprint is in that team. Yeah. All right, so um, of the opinion other, that dude is I basically, a I basically said that he made them all dirty. He made them all dirty players. Pretty much, pretty much, but <laughs> – any more of those uh, series I want to rap about before we move on? Some will be, get brought up in the conversation, but anything else uh, catch your, your eye? Uh, let's see, because you got that series of the Lakers have been resting, the Clippers have been resting. Um, Celtics 2-0. You know, I know we're going to talk about the right now. Yeah, gonna talk about Any the surprise there? On a, well, um, not not really. I mean, the Celtics are a, a pretty good team. When, when Jalen Brown is making a shot, they're tough to beat. Um, yeah. and, that, and those have been tough games too, like Toronto. Jalen is, you know, is the X They've been fighting, but it's but it's literally. And you know what you had last year. Literal then? difference between them is them not them not having Kawhi because they're getting the points in the game you, where they just need a bucket. Remember last season when Van Vliet and a couple of more people struggled from the. From the outset, from the onset of the playoffs, they they were struggling, and he kind of you know started coming around later in the the Sixers series, and then yeah. you know from then his confidence was back, and he was good in the conference finals and the and the NBA finals, but it's like now it's the other way around. Like he started off the the playoffs cooking, and he struggled in these first couple of games against the Celtics. Like if that continues. Like like Jimmy just said, it's going to show now finally that they're missing Kawhi Leonard from last season because when these guys struggle, you still had that guy to to put the team on his and back. They, it's like they they thought Siakam was that, but Siakam just right now at least has not been right. that. Like right now he hasn't yeah. been that. But with that being said, they still play hard. They play defense, which is why they're in every game. They just right. missing that one piece, that one person they can get a go to bucket on, like. See, Which that's means the difference. That the, the way that team is built, between though, stars and superstars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stars. The way that team is built, though, you have one person and they write back. They write back at a chip. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, as tough as they've been this season, I don't see them just folding. Like they're going to make a fight out of this series. Absolutely. Like, they're just not. They they, they're not going to six her out on everybody. They're going to. Um, they're going to put up some kind they of rumble before this is said and done. Listen, man. Somehow Dame Dollar get over there, they right back in the chip. <laughs> Dame don't want to go nowhere. How with that? I ain't joining nobody. Um, That's because they want to stay over there in Portland. <laughs> he like that. He like that bread and that attention. All right, so exactly the reigning MVP, probably the two-time MVP, has come under some fire um, in the last week, and. The, the first bit of fire that he came under was after game one versus Miami. 
Uh, the Bucks are down 2-0, by the way. Crazy finish to game two. The rest were kind of whistle happy at the end of game two. Um, but Giannis has been under fire for not guarding a hot Jimmy Butler down the stretch of game one. He was just named the defensive player of the year. So, you know, it looks peculiar to people when they're looking from the from the outside in and Jimmy Butler's going off in the clutch and the defensive player of the year doesn't switch to him. What are your thoughts on that? I think this – well, go ahead, B. Austin. You, you, you can get your bars off. Pride, pride demands and competitive greatness demands that you go over there and you have something to say and something to do with that young man with the mop top. Giannis, you can't allow him. Jimmy the homeless, by the way. Jimmy, Jimmy is one of those type of guys where his entire game, I feel, is predicated on confidence. And as the series goes on, his confidence and chest something is only going to increase. And there may come a point where if you were to put the kibosh on it earlier in the series, it would have helped. Don't let them get to a late game six or game seven situation because Jimmy is incorrigible in those types of situations. So that that's my life. Dude, take up that task. <clears throat> Don't run from it. Don't run from it. You got to take up that task. Advice. I think, all right, so my opinion, my opinion is different. I think the whole thing is asinine. Like they switch because that's the defense they play. It's similar to my, to my, to my uh, thesis from last week. Like you have a specific way that you play and you do that. His comment was, I'm doing what the coach tells me to do. Like, to me, it's absolutely nuts. He plays power forward, and they're complaining about a power <coughs> forward not switching on to a guard. And they're going to play the same position. This is the equivalent, this is the equivalent of, of, of Tim Duncan switching on AI and saying, I'm going to guard AI. I don't think it's that, Jim. I don't think it's that. First no, of all, he came all. in the league as a small forward. Jimmy came into the league as a small forward. Even if even they if he was two, a guard, the ball plays power forward. These, power these forward. aren't these slew-footed big men from back in the day, man. You, I, I would even give Bron right not, now. Bron plays three and four, and when they needed him to jump on Derrick Rose in that playoff series, he jumped on Derrick Rose and shut him down. I'm not even saying that he's supposed to just shut Jimmy down, but I like I don't I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but then sometimes I've heard people giving him a little too many excuses during the week, though. Like, that whole, they don't play the same, position. that's, yo, these dudes these days, these seven-foot dudes. Is there any other power forward? These dudes move. Like, was KG, KG wasn't switching to guard Kobe? KG was the first of this kind, but you look at KG run and you look at these dudes run, it's still not the same. K, KG wasn't the slew-footed Patrick Ewan type big man, but he's not Giannis. I'm not he's not Kevin Durant. I'm not saying, not I'm, I'm not saying that. No, I, I'm I, not saying I, that, but what I'm saying I is... I don't think it's out of the question. If there's Giannis, any other team... Let's look at every playoff team. In which playoff team, in which playoff team are you asking your power forward to switch and guard a guard like that? I already gave you a, a, a LeBron James. He did it. LeBron James don't play the four. You're not going to ask him. He, he plays a lot of four. Yeah, he plays a lot. You preach positionless basketball more than anybody on this show. Y'all can't give. No, him. listen. It is, it is, no, I do. I do. 
So, I so how are we getting these dudes excuses about what position they play? I'm not giving an, I'm not giving an excuse. Wait, My thing is, hold if you, on, play, why, if you have a defensive style that Giannis, you run all Giannis, game that's been successful for you to Giannis, get to your best Giannis, Giannis, Giannis doesn't play the three. Giannis don't play the Giannis three. Giannis plays the four. And Jimmy Butler doesn't Giannis fly to the three. The four, no, I, no, no, I'm not saying what he can't. I'm not saying what he can't for three at all. No, he's I know Jimmy Butler plays the three. So, dude, you're going to say this. the league as a three. Of course, you, you turn seven foot, and they're going to turn you. They're going to write PF. But I, I don't, I don't give that excuse to him. Like that's really not. No, you don't, listen, you don't have to. He moves that's way not, too that's well. My main point. Giannis can pretty much my main guard anybody that he. My main point is, if you play, if you play a certain style of defense that you've been playing all season, that you've had success with, and that you've played throughout the playoffs, the regular season for the last several years, you don't switch on it for the sake of. I'm going to take him now because yes, it's you do, hero ball on the other side. Coaches no, get don't. fired you for not adjusting. You there. Brett, you've heard you a whole what got you there. You stick to what got you there. You don't do that. What got you, you there was blowing teams out and not having to play the best team no, every night. You this don't, is the playoffs. You're playing you the listen, best team every night. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're not going to start doing something you don't do. In a close game or a game that you're trailing, this man score a three, four baskets do in a row, you got to adjust. You have to adjust. Coaches get fired for not adjusting. Seriously, we got to listen to it you all the time. Stick, you have to stick to what's complaining. You, you have to it's, switch it's, sometimes. It's basically, it's basically sometimes hero ball you do on the every other side. Night, I'm, and, I'm not saying it's, and I'm not saying this because it's Gianna, because somehow like, I've, I've become like, you know, an uh, 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 like guy, yeah, which I'm know. not. If, you, if, you, just, if you're objective about anything and you defend somebody, that's your guy now. But I just, yeah, I yeah. just literally have an opinion. I have this opinion of hero ball on offense and defense. It's ridiculous to me. It's the same argument as last week, basically. To me, it is, at least. It's like, yo, yeah. you've you got to do you, if, if the guy that's it, on it, him it, 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 on everything. to do something, man. Why would you leave somebody out no, there who's I getting mean, their mouth fried off? You got to try something new. If you got the defensive player of the year, why not? <laughs> why not? Listen, I'm not because because again, I'm not I'm not switching and putting Kelly my power Olenek, forward on the Kelly, Kelly Olenek ain't cooking nobody, so you can afford to switch. You Listen, can afford man, to try it because out, first man. of all, the fact, that he, the fact that he's a defensive player of the year and most of his most of his defensive plays don't come from guarding anybody one up anyway. It's from help defense. If we're being honest, right, and that's what so Jimmy you're, pointed you're, out at. But I mean, that's but that's the nut. But it's the truth, what, what, though. People keep so saying what I've been him, hearing all week is like people keep you're saying like him away from what he's been successful at. Too much. What, what, what's the joint? What they, what they keep saying? So too much is given. Whatever that that quote is. No, if I mean, first of all, if that's the truth, and you know, Jimmy pointed that out, and then our Jimmy just pointed the same thing out. First of all, if if your specialty is help defense, should you be the defensive player of the year? That's that's a so whole that's different, a whole different argument. Yeah, I was like, that's, that's a whole different, different argument. But when they give you that title, Jim, things are expected, man. Real talk, like you can't, you cannot have the defensive player of the year guarding Kelly Olynyk while Jimmy Butler is going crazy Listen, in the clutch. You put, you put, you put, you you're adjust. supposed to have your players in the best position to, to make play. So you're supposed to have your players in my And if this board. dude is you getting fried, whoever play. it was, was it uh, Matthews? Somebody's getting baked. That's not the best position right now. It's, 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 almost, like so it's, almost, it's almost like having a cornerback. It's almost like having a cornerback who's the greatest corner at, at, at playing zone. And you order, you put him in the man, you put him in the man and man because, you feel like he has to play man to man. It don't work that way. 
You're going to put your yeah. players in the best position. If his thing is help defense, let him do what's, what's – he's so good at help defense. Oh, he, he, ain't defense ain't player of the year. oh, it's killing him. Yeah. He, ain't, he ain't helping. But what I'm saying you, is – But what I'm saying and, is – And that's the thing. You're if you're a help take, defender, by now – and like I, y'all heard me give Spo his props in the chat today. I'm like, Spo is a much better coach than he'll ever get credit for because – People are always going to say the only reason that he won those titles were because, you know, he had LeBron and, and D-Wade and, and Kevin Bosch, which could be true because, you know, players make the team. But he shows you with a deck that's not stacked that he's still a pretty smart coach. I mean, that's an adjustment in itself. If you know, if you're if your top player is calling out exactly what this dude is as a defender, then you know that. You might have been the one to put it in his head. If he's a help defender, then we're going to go against, we're going to go away from him. We're going to go to another side. He can't help everybody. If he's on the left side guarding Kelly Olnick and Jimmy Butler's going right and dogging Matthews, then he can't even be there for the help. Something has to be done. Like, you you got to try. No, that, 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 that's guy. great. But again, that's great. Again, that's but. great coaching. Because if you look at the way he's played, the reason why he's able to beat defensive players is because he damn near plays safety. He doesn't guard anybody I, straight up. He didn't win defensive player by a straight up. He plays safety. So what you do is you – that, That's you what you call to, good coaching. You got to put him in the mix. If he's the top defensive player in the year this, in, of the, in the league this yeah, year, you have to put him is, in the mix. So he, but he's not someone you that guards guard him all game. You're, putting, you're, you're, you're setting him up for failure, basically. You're making How? a corner that's the greatest corner he, in zone play man up. I think he would have did a great job on Jimmy. Dude, long as hell. I mean, Paul, who knows? Like, who knows? What, I think he would have. That don't mean nothing, though. Hey, it's, who it's, knows? Just how long you are don't mean nothing. It's worth a We're shot. We're speculating on how he would have done. What we do know is, what we do know is, He's one defensive player of the year as being a help defender. You're not going to take your corner that specializes in zone and is the best at playing zone and make him play man-to-man just because, yeah, like, just because you feel like you got before this week, man. Did anybody say that before this week? It's like that's the excuse of why he didn't switch. Listen, and I, don't, I don't know I don't what anybody said because I don't want to Because I'm not putting it all on him, Jim. That's another thing. That's another thing. I'm, I'm not putting it all on him. It's not all about the bravado of coach, let me switch. No, I think Budenhauser, take whatever his name is, should take a lot of this as well. You gotta adjust. You gotta do something. Listen, it don't have off, to be dude. Well, here's my thing. Let me guard him. That's you know that. I don't even always... know. I don't even know who else made. I don't know who else made this argument. This was my point because I don't listen to sports talk. So this is my opinion from watching the games and watching him play. Like my yeah, opinion from watching him play is he doesn't guard anyone. Jimmy, Jimmy said it. He Jimmy, that was Jimmy's quote. He was like, yeah, you know, I kind of understand. Because remember, we were talking, well, I, I I posted it and was like, yeah, this is how they tried to cipher. They tried to make it look like Jimmy was saying something real spicy. He said this about him being a help defender, but then he also went on to give him props and all of that. But you, y'all know how the media do. They cut it off and make it look like you was just dissing the dude. But I, I don't yeah, know, yeah. man. I mean, you no, got to make it The time when you said that was like, yo, it's a power forward and a shooting guard. Like, but my thing is, like, from watching them play, he doesn't guard anyone straight up. Because, first of all, when he plays powerful, not too many power forwards get the ball and he has to guard straight up. He's always playing like a safety. He's damn near like a safety on defense. But, but then that begs another question. Then. Like, are we really giving people defensive player of the year that's playing safety? That's what we doing? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Because truthfully, I, mean, like, yeah. I, I wouldn't I mean, have been able to the say dude, that. The dude, the dude, I watched the dude him play a lot. The dude that's number two plays the same way, though. 
that's that must be another change in basketball then. I'm saying that the dude, dude that finished number two plays the same way. And, and it's you for a reason. Title. If you play in a wide open game like this, you have to get from side to side. So that's how, like, you know, so, I mean, the, the number one and number two defensive player or guys that finish number one and two play a similar style of defense. These guys ain't, like, you know, they ain't locked down the finish, but they sitting down and locking no one down. I think he was their best shot in that, in that situation. And I don't, like I said, I don't put it on him. Because you, you put like their you really can be you a put superstar that, you put somebody that seven feet that can slide that can slide yeah, their feet. I mean, you yo, put somebody that's seven foot that can slide their feet. Put yeah. But no, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I think that's the difference in my opinion than everybody else. Everybody else is mad at him and trying to clown him because he didn't be like, Coach, put me on him. Like, you know, that the the movie dramatic bull crap that Jimmy tried to pull the next night on him just because he knew it. I peeked that out, uh, Jimmy Butler. You ain't slick. Um, for me, that's not the case. For me, it's it, it's on the coach. I mean, you do have superstars I mean, who don't think they're bigger than the coach. He literally told you. He literally said at the end of the, the game. Team, bigger than the game. Some dudes still listen to their coach. So I'm not mad at that. He said at the end of that. the game, coach told me to do this. I'm going to do whatever coach tells me to do. Yeah, and that's what and I'm saying. I mean, I'm, not, listen, I'm not mad at him about that. Other people are mad at him. I'm mad at the situation. I'm more mad at the coach. You got to try something, dog. And you got that dude with that title, you got to try something. It's like, because first of all, he already got it. He can't have it taken away from him. So if you put him on Jimmy and Jimmy cooks him too, okay. It's going to be a couple of memes. Oh, the defensive player of the year got cooked. Do what you got to do to try to slow him down. Do something. I, but, I, listen, I just looked at things. I don't, I don't believe in hero ball on either side of the court. To me, that's like, it, 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 it's, it's, all, um, it's all BS. But how's it BS when we've seen it work? I'm not saying it's the greatest way to play at all times, but we've seen people switch on people late in the games. Kawhi did it all last season. Switch, switch and lock up. Yeah. Like yeah. now we Kawhi acting like switching and lock up. Like it don't let's not act like it don't work. I've seen Kawhi do it this season in the playoffs. <clears throat> He's not a defender like Kawhi. He doesn't guard anyone straight up. The dude plays safety. It's not the same defender. You can't compare him to Kawhi. Uh, the defensive player of the year. You have to try something. We're saying that he's the best defender this year. I understand that don't always mean just locking up on people, but dude, try something. He could. If it he, doesn't. I mean, but, even but, if but, he's but, close to him, Rudy, he has a Rudy, better Rudy chance of blocking his shot. Rudy Gobert wins defensive, defensive player of the year every year. Blocking every year. I don't want him switching on Jimmy either. The dude is the dude is amazing. Every year, he has a much better chance of blocking a shot than Wesley Matthews. So now, 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 what are you talking about? I said, I said, okay, he's a defensive player of the year. So is, just because you have that title doesn't mean I know, I want you to switch on somebody. I know, but several times. You keep emphasizing this power forward thing. When you kill us. No, I'm not bringing a power forward. I'm talking about how he you plays. Are the position I'm talking about how he Forget a position. Right forget a position. Forget a position. How but he you plays the, only the game of basketball versus you're how. You're the only one that it up. Because that is a fact. Because, no, no, that, that's not a opinion. That's a fact. It's a fact. A fact that he's a power forward. He's a position in basketball. That's a fact. No, in, a, in another, but the fact, the fact is you, you brought up Kawhi, who plays a whole different style of basketball, and you say, okay, well, he's a defensive player of the year. Well, so is Rudy Gobert. I don't want to 
switching on the guard either. So I don't, the fact that he has that title means nothing. That's not how he plays ball. All right, wait, wait I, 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 I hear what you're saying. Either way, it wasn't even this serious. For me, I'm more in this debate now because now it just sounds like excuses. I wasn't even like I said. I, no, was not, I, don't, listen, I don't care. Play. I don't care if he got. I don't but care one it, way or another. But I'm like, just saying, like to me, the whole thing is crazy because when's the last time you've seen him lock down anybody? He doesn't play the ball that way. He can't lock down anybody. Then should he, he have that? He steals and blocks more help. He doesn't lock down anyone. He doesn't guard anyone straight up, guard or forward or center or nobody. That's not how if he plays basketball. Case, then, then I then I have a problem with this title. I have a problem with this title. Again, you can have a problem. You can have a problem with the title. But again, the guy that came in second place plays the same way. It's how basketball is played. No one like these dudes don't even these dudes don't even sit and guard each other face up no more. Expectations go up. Somebody cooking, and it's about to cost your team. You you try what you what you got. And if we be and if we the other thing wasn't Rudy Gobert don't guard nobody straight up and D him up. Somebody else, but it's all about block shots and help defense. That's what it is. Cause he ain't he ain't Rudy he ain't K KG he ain't those type of dudes. This dude has played every position on the floor and does play every position on the floor. So I, I can't make make excuses for him now because he can, we can't throw him on a guard. Like right, come on man that's that's I don't know let's let's go to the, oh guess who on the line Jim <laughs> he about to give you some crap. Uh, we got court. The homie Court calling this. I know you got something to say. <laughs> Court, what, what up, what, man? What up, what up? Room. What, up what up, guys? What up, guys? What up, man? What's good, Court? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to beat the drum about that. Y'all pretty much covered everything. But my bars is, uh, first of all, I want to say hashtag Dave Byers. And uh, what's going, <laughs> what's going he, he on next, with Steve he, Nash? He's he next, what's Court. Going I don't on know. I didn't, I didn't, like, publicize it, but the, the, the dude John Vivian got booted. I, it, some oh. things you some sometimes you just got to draw a line, and yeah. what might have been unfair about it is what he got booted for. Dave Byers had already done the same thing, but but when I put the warning out there, Dave Byers didn't keep doubling and tripling down because it was getting personal with dudes just talking all this race stuff on a photo of my son and his basketball team because they're trying to raise funds. I, they getting real bold out here, so I just. I didn't even. Tell oh, I, just, I, mean, I don't even know nothing about yeah, no. that. I don't even. I didn't yeah, even yeah. I didn't, I didn't, that's what I'm saying. I didn't tell y'all. I didn't tell them. I think I. B. I mentioned it to B. Austin only because he asked me. He like, yo, I was in an argument with this dude, John Vivian, and his stuff just disappeared. I was like, oh, that's because I kicked him out the group. So that. <laughs> well, you need to go now, Dad. Oh, we, we're not playing like that, bro. We're not yeah, playing like that. that. He needs to go right yeah. now. That's what I'm saying. Because because when I tell you, you know, what I'm saying like, all right, that's. Personal. That's my son's basketball team. They're just trying to raise funds. Don't bring all that race talk to this, you know. Because he started like it ain't no poor white kids in 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 Washington D.C. area. I'm like, first of all, I didn't say anything about poor. These guys are trying to start an AAU program and they're raising funds. So I'm like, I would, I would, you know, ask you to respect that, respect the fact that this is family right here, and let's just take this BS somewhere else. I'm like, I already told Dave Byers to chill on that. He kept coming back. Called me racist because I told him not to do that. I was like, I don't got time for this. I took my man Jimmy's advice, man. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I just booted. No, there's no sense in arguing. And I just like you let's go back to his case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so hashtag Dave Byers. You know, he next. 
if, and, if I can, I can vouch, and, I, and I can vouch for this personally, just for me being a fan of y'all and just looking how y'all deal with uh, guys, even with dealing with somebody like me, how you guys are very patient and lenient because you guys try to understand people and y'all try to give people a chance to get that point of view, even if you don't agree with it. So, yeah. so, sure, you know. so for guys that really tote that line, they really trying y'all patience. Court, put it this way. I've never, when I've been on Facebook 12 years now, I have never hit the block button in my life until this week. <laughs> I, it's like, you know, people have different opinions. Let them do what they do. But I can attest to that. That type of thing, when you start doing stuff, when family is involved, it's going to make me get out of character. So that's what I'm trying to avoid. Really, I can care less what they say, but then I'm going to be on there acting a fool if he didn't stop. So I just nipped that in the bud real quick. Do y'all do y'all guys remember that one guy? It probably was about five years ago. He was one of y'all top uh, fans. He used to she tried to get on y'all. Not, I, I remember I got on him. I forgot his name. He gonna try to say he gonna try to talk about y'all page, talking about y'all don't have a lot of followers and all this kind of. stuff. I forgot that guy's name. <laughs> but he tried to get on y'all one time. I, I don't know. But that was never even the yeah. point of our page. We just trying to have great intelligent dialogue. It didn't matter if it was a million people on there. Because, you know, the more, actually, the more people come, you bring the masses, it gets it gets crazy. It, the, the quality goes down. So, But I, I don't know. It, it's been some things. Like, I didn't block the dude that told me he was going to come, you know, lay me out. <laughs> Not even lay me out. He was going to come lay me down. Yo. He, he was going to kill me. And, and Jimmy gave him the address to probably the most dangerous block in Philadelphia. But I uh, doubt he ever showed up. But... <laughs> But anyway, man, well, up, I wanted man? to get these bars off while I got a couple yeah. minutes with my brothers. Uh, now, see, I have a problem with this, guys. Okay. To me, Sam Mitchell should have had another coaching job in the NBA. Lionel Hollins should have had another coaching job in the NBA. Byron Scott should have had another coaching job in the NBA. These, these are accomplished coaches who actually did something in the league, who actually was proven. And I just don't get how these guys will never get another chance. I mean, we know why. But I, I oh, just don't know. We know why. Because, I mean, that's something I've never disagreed with. Like, we we don't have the same leeway to make any kind of mistakes as our lighter counterparts. So you come in the league, I mean, think about where Doc Rivers would have been had, you know, Danny Ainge not pulled off what he did with KG and Ray Allen and all them cats. He had already been fired from Orlando, got another chance, was on his way out in Boston before players came and kind of saved the day. Like, we look at Doc now, we as a society, NBA fans, as one of the top coaches in the NBA. Doc was (laughs) a couple of days from probably never having another job again, you know, over an assistant level or something like that. So it's definitely hard to to come by these chances. Then you got somebody, I mean, you can't argue with like his regular season record and even being in the playoffs, but you got somebody like Mike D'Antoni whose style never works past a certain point. And he will keep getting jobs no matter what, because everybody looking at analytics and they think his style is revolutionary and it's, it's this and that. It never works past a certain point. There's people waiting for him now because his contract is up to give him another job before he's going to move in the playoffs. 
I read that this week. I forgot which team it was, but somebody's already – it might have been the Nets before they uh, hired Steve Nash. might have been them, but somebody already had this man's name on their radar, and his team hasn't even lost yet in the playoffs. We know it's coming because his style is not sustainable past a certain point, but he's getting jobs. Like, sometimes even the successful – coaches with successful records, sometimes, like, you can't keep recycling them either because there's a reason why they don't get past the hump. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of dudes out there that could get another chance. That's all I got, fellas. I, I, I don't really got much. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for your call, man. You know we appreciate it. All right, brother. <laughs> appreciate Thanks, it. Bro. All right. We got uh, the homie Tobias on the line. I know he mad. <laughs> what up, Tobias? Always got me weight behind folks, man. Hey, they beating you to the punch these days. Usually you're first. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Giannis sucks, so I knew he had to get in. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, couple of things. Hey, Sean King is going to be the next Black Panther, a.k.a. W.E.B. DuBage. He's going to be the next Black Panther. Uh, <laughs> it's all how he probably he, he, he can steal the money from the, that, too. Um, did you see the story about the Afro Latina, um, um, you know, uh, person who was um in the news? She was a, a activist and big in that community, the Afro Latina community, and they found out today that um she's in fact a Jewish white woman. She's not even Afro or Latina. Oh boy! So so she been hanging around Sean King. All you gotta do is just put up some videos saying, "Hey, this white person's racist," and you make money somehow. <laughs> you know, I don't know how he does it, yeah. but uh. I'm gonna hey, repost it for he, you so you can see it. Hey, he he's a new version of Flag TV. Still understand why black folks run to them, him. But anyway, uh, before I get going to the NBA, uh, I know y'all talk about Chadwick. I don't get like emotional, like have like emotional moment or like feel sad with many like famous people deaths. But I did when John Thompson passed away, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because it made me it made me think because we all know growing up. You see the black person that has a job, got the end, that won't put nobody on, he's getting in front of somebody. He stuck his neck out on the line for hundreds of black boys out there to get a shot. And look what a lot of those 97% graduation rate. Look what he did. And, uh, and, and like, I didn't know the drug dealer story, Ray, for everybody right up to it, but it got me thinking John Thompson was in the streets. He was out there with those kids. He was in those communities. So they respected him. He wants some guy in an ivory tower saying, ha, 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 be like me. You know, a symbolism. You could be like me if you work hard. No, he was out there. And he gave so many of those kids a shot because no one touched Allen Iverson. I remember he got in that fight. No one wanted to touch him. But he gave him a shot, and look what happened. And, hell, John Thompson had coached more NBA Hall of Famers than Coach K, but nobody wants to talk about that. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, yeah, we can give our oh. respects to to Coach Thompson and a, and a, and a couple too. Yeah. But what else you? Yeah, and I'll I'll say this also. Let's be honest here. Big big Monday in the Big East is more lit than the ACC. <laughs> you know, he's got to be real about that. Yeah. <laughs> God, those cats like each other for real. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But Jim Beheim, just showed... John Thompson. I said I used to wait for them to fight. Like they feel like they were ready to fight. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but it showed that that man was unapologetically black. 
and really gave those kids a tool to succeed. We thought that was an HBCU. And that was the only college stuff. I wore, I wore I had a Miami shirt also back in the day when I was a kid. But that was it. This Georgetown, I ain't wear Alabama gear. And just show, like, so how influential that school was. How do you how do you uh, love Georgetown but somehow end up rooting for the Bull Connors' favorite team? Hey, man, we ain't old Miss. That's all I got to say. We don't wave the federal flags <laughs> our home games. Hey, we are a, we are a clean, higher institution, higher learning, where we provide kids an opportunity to hone their football skills and get a premier <laughs> education to get to uh, participate in their further endeavors in life. Roll Tide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but like y'all talk about the NBA, right? It doesn't matter if Giannis guarded Jimmy for one reason. Jimmy Butler for one reason. Because they were, it's 2020 basketball. They would have just switched any damn way. Uh, I have for, for the life of me. I remember LeBron, the last time they played Golden State. Why are we switching David West on LeBron James? I was like, what the hell are we doing here, people? Uh, you know? Uh, it, I Listen, see man, stuff like that. Everything is switched now. Nobody fights this thing. Nobody fights this thing. They're yeah. going to switch. I mean, so and then that, even not, last night, I, even last night when when Giannis tried to play help defense last night, it, it got him in trouble too. Yeah, because I remember Lucas said when he first got in the league, it was easier to score in the NBA than it is in Europe. Because let's be honest, guys, it's not hard to coach basketball put in the group. All you gotta do is have three guys stand out the three point line. You do a high pick, screen and roll, and you kick out two guys for a three point shot. That's your offense. Uh, <laughs> you know, but. Giannis, the, the thing is, is that one, the dude came in so raw. He has so much talent, but so much to work on still. I hate when people talk about him in a three-point shot. All he needs is just a mid, kind of like with Ben Simmons, solid mid-range, operate out in the post because he's so athletic, and operate that way. And but the Bucks do need someone who get their own shot. It's crazy how few players in the NBA to get their own shot. And all-star militant ain't that dude. And I say that sarcastically, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. He's an all-star in today's game, but the, the, yeah. you know, the way the game is played now, though, it's probably like it's probably like six players in the whole league that can get their own shot. Everything else, you know, yeah. comes from the, from, from got- the, the pick and pop. That's, that's the game. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I just think Giannis has developed that, the post game. And, like, also, like, a 15, like a mid-range, he'll be fine. Uh, but I got to touch on this. I know y'all might touch on it. Well, Bucks fans are still oh. delirious because they got – we got Leonard Fournette, baby. Uh, and let's – I got to be – let's be honest again. <laughs> he ain't all that, folks. But you know the crazy part Whoa. is though he's better than what we had. But one of y'all sound like y'all just, in Jerry Sandusky's backyard. That's be Austin. He probably be Austin. Yeah. Why you say Jerry Sandusky? <laughs> but you know, <laughs> the, like with the Bucks, right? Everyone and like they load up his offense. Still no yeah, depth on defense, right? Quiet now. Yeah. Huh? No, I said I muted B. Us and it's quiet now, so that was him. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. in uh, Bucky's backyard. Go ahead, though. 
here. Be awesome trying to make get that jerk chicken and I can saltfish for Kamala's parents ready. But anyway, uh <laughs> but Kamala's gonna be that man. Hey, Kamala gonna be like, This is good. What is this? I can't saltfish, Kamala. But anyway, uh <laughs> but <laughs> You know, but like what happened is that they keep adding players, adding players. They they come like a Madden, Madden Ultimate Team, but they only but so many mouths you can feed. And I don't care if you're Tom Brady or not, because you got guys like OJ Howard and uh, Chris Godwin who are contract years. And then I got into argument on Twitter. I don't really get into Twitter arguments that much, but this Bucks podcast was dumb, was dumb as Rocky said. Oh, that's the Brady effect. Leonard Fournette came for two million. I'm like, dude, no one picked up his four million. I was like, dude, Chris Godwin will sign a twenty million dollar year contract right now to play for Mitch Trubisky instead of taking twelve for Tom Brady. Dudes leave Tom Brady all the time in New England for more money. People leave for the money. They don't care about your ring. And I just think people are so like misguided on that stuff. You said you don't get in Twitter arguments, and I saw Roland Martin ready to fight you though. Yeah, hey, I left that one. Hey, <laughs> Roland got goons, man. I ain't realize Roland had that many goons. Roland had the NWO after me. Uh, but, but you know, but what kills you, though, like these cats are, oh, the Brady effect of ring time. Look here, man. Shady McCoy's washed. Uh, he taught Leonard Fortnite with eight man in the box. But Derrick Henry ran with eight, nine man in the box and a quarterback that they, they, they didn't want to the four pass. Wait, y'all got Shady McCoy, too? Yeah. Yo, it, it, they they got the dream team down there, dog. It's about to, it's hey, about to be real no funny. Excuses. No excuses. No excuses. And 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 I hate that because uh, you put so many people there in so many miles, and like this guy was like, man, you know, Chris Godwin would take left because he can win a Super Bowl. They do. Chris Godwin was on a third round contract. You really think he gonna take a discount? And this is only probably his only big contract. <laughs> I like. I was like, dude. I was telling him. I said. There's a reason cats continue to sign up to play for the Jets, the Browns, and the Jaguars because they give you the most money. <laughs> and you only got one contract in the NFL to make your money. Say, damn, a ring. Cats trying to get paid. And if a ring happens, a ring happens. Because you know this only quarterbacks get judged by rings anyway. True that. True. Yeah, but hey, but I know you guys got to run. They're the only ones that get gotta... judged by win loss records. You ain't never heard of running back come on, man. Look at him. He's 6 and 24. <laughs> Yo. Let, let me, let, let me ask y'all this. <laughs> yeah, let, let me ask y'all this. If you was a receiver, would you take 15 to play in Tampa or play 20 to play in Jacksonville or Chicago or Mitchell 50? None of them. I want my money. That's what I'm Whoever saying. giving me the highest <laughs> guarantee. That's what I'm saying. Uh, because you know there's only one contract out there. And I think that's what people don't get. It's like the NBA. And a lot of those NBA cats go ring chasing after they made their money. <laughs> and, and they get older. No one does that at 25. <laughs> He's trying to get paid at 25. And, uh, you know, and I just think with all these height expectations, they keep signing everyone that looks good on the fantasy team, that he's just going to bring height and expectations. And I still want to see Mike Evans' face when the eighth pass go to the running back in the second quarter. I got to see that, though. But, uh, <laughs> but but it should be a fun year. And by the way, guys, the SEC schedule came out, too, for football, guys. Let <laughs> you guys know that, man. The TV schedule. I passed it no, along to you guys, you know. No, they don't care about y'all nigglets. They <laughs> drop dead. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, hey you guys, take it easy, man. Peace, guys. Roll time. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Yo, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> All right, yo. Uh, they finally made it official. Uh, the Grizzlies' Ja Morant has been named NBA Rookie of the Year. Um, crazy part is Kendrick Nunn from the Heat finished second. I thought they were just going to disrespect everybody and put Zion up there, but Zion did come in third. You know, of course, we know he missed a, a whole chunk of the season um, due to that knee injury early on. So uh, the odds on favorite wasn't a, wasn't able to make up all of that ground because Jai, I mean, Jai, in my opinion, would have had a great shot at it even if Zion was able to play the whole year. I know they wouldn't have given it to him, but he played well enough not to just be named because dude got injured. Like, he played well enough to make an argument for it even if Zion played and played at his best. So um, shout-out to John Morant. NBA Rookie of the Year. Um, so what we got here? Because, you know, Tobias, come on and just talk about our whole damn outline. Um, <laughs> oh, our, our quote of the week, this is this kind of surrounds Giannis, too. Um, Richard Jefferson said, Giannis might be a Pippin. There I said it. He needs his Jordan. Um, a lot of pe- he tweeted this, and a lot of people weighed in on Twitter. Um, Scottie Pippen came, in, laid the murder game down on RJ. Jay Williams came in, said a little something that got LeBron hyped. So then LeBron came and and weighed in on it as well. Um, I'm not even gonna like like I'm not even really gonna address what Richard Jefferson said. I'm gonna address Richard Jefferson. Um, I know these players become <laughs> analysts. And they got to do, quote, unquote, their job. But sometimes your credibility, I mean, it's not that Richard Jefferson wasn't a good player. Um, he wasn't a superstar. He wasn't a player in, in this type of this ilk. But it's like, it seems like ever, ever since 2016 when he won that championship with Cleveland, like he's been that that outspoken veteran, like saying cocky stuff and I don't know. Like he's like but Andre no, Iguodala on a thousand, and Iggy has a whole lot came. more reason to talk the way he talks right now than than Richard Listen, Jefferson does. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy about to go to the finals again on a different team, so that's going to really add to his legend. But what I will <laughs> say is, Richard Jefferson has Richard Jefferson has <laughs> been this guy. I don't think he became this guy. He was this guy when he was in college. Like he he grew hey, up. With, I don't remember you know, Bill this Walton dude. As his old head. He was an a-hole. He was a complete dude. a-hole. Yeah, he was. He's always been an a-hole. Like, like when he played for Arizona. Like, and, and the thing is, in college, he was an amazing uh, college ball player. It's just that his, his skill level wasn't the same on the pro level. He didn't transition. But on on a collegiate level, he was an amazing ball player. But he's always been an a-hole. He's always. I been remember an a-hole. being this outspoken. He just now. <laughs> well, he didn't really have a platform to be this outspoken. But if you talk to his like his teammates and all that, they'll tell you like. Like right. Gilbert talks about it all the time. He said, "Yo, half of the stuff I got, I got from this dude. This dude is the one that, uh, you know, made him an a hole because he's an a hole. Like they, they've always been a holes, <laughs> but now he has a platform and people like it, even if it's to hate him. So he's kind of like found his little niche where, you know, he, he he's going to say these things and do these things that'll keep him employed. You know what I'm saying? Like he gets to be an a hole. He has a platform, but right. um, I always thought he was just like the corny dude that." Talk like he was. Oh no! 
know. Oh, no. I don't know. He's even that dude. But the thing is, yeah, yeah, he, he's an a-hole. But the thing is, though, what bothered me about this is not really um him per se, because I get it. Like, you know, him, Perk, all these guys who, who are speaking on people that are at a different echelon or echelon and stuff, a different <laughs> no, echelon, echelon. Them, they got to do their job. So I get it. What bothers me is, like, the whole thing of how people just be disrespecting Pippen, yo. They, they talk about <laughs> Pippen like it's a bad thing. Like, yo, he's he just a Scotty Pippen. Like, a way to His name is synonymous with Scotty Pippen. Yeah, his name is synonymous with Scotty. That's just the circumstances. Like, Scott was a a baller yeah. in his own right. Like, he just happened to be playing with that kind of guy. Like, damn. But they, try to, but they act like it was, when Michael and there, Scotty wasn't holding it down. Other than that, you know, that <laughs> shot, that infamous thing that's going to live on part of his resume. But Scotty was putting in work. Mike made sure y'all weren't going to forget that either. Scotty's probably the best wing defender of all time. It's like, it's weird, man. It's like, yo, that, it's like the Pippen shade is crazy. And, so and look, Jay Pippen Williams, got, I don't even know what the point of his comment was. Pippen replied, he said, I'm not Giannis. I don't have back-to-back league MVPs. He will in a matter of days, and he's not me. The question is, who were you as a player? And then he put the, the crying yeah, laughing emoji. So, yeah, that's he, a bar, though. He, came in his, he, he definitely came in his that's neck. That's a bar. And then, that's a bar. <laughs> and then Jay Williams. <laughs> Jay Williams jumped out of the comment? stands and left, and left field. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he, I don't know what his point was, but he came on and was like, well, LeBron was a, uh, LeBron was a Pippin to D-Wade at one point. <laughs> LeBron was like, true? yo, he, he he literally came and said, explain to me what the F-U-X I got to do with this subject matter. I'm over here minding my damn business, preparing for Houston. And by the way, I ain't never been nobody but my damn self. King stuff, king ish, is what he said. Well, see, so so he he on his complete now. Is, He's like, I never stated you were anyone other than LBJ. I know who you are, and I've also publicly stated where I stand on your place in history. I was describing a feat that you accomplished in order to be where you are today in relation to where Giannis currently is. We all learn and grow. I have no clue what that means, Jim. That that, that means, like that means like so I want to say sorry but I wasn't wrong but yo he, right right but it's not even true though like, like, they they didn't the Heat didn't actually take off until D Wade kind of deferred when he deferred <laughs> is when they won chips that's what they had when to figure out which is the funny thing about that statement and in this language until D Wade pippin himself <laughs> like damn they be killing Pippen yeah yeah until D Wade pippin himself still, I know Pippen, poor Pippin though poor Pippin yo <laughs> the craziest thing about that is I have no idea what that had to do with sitting why why he uh what, what was the point of Jay Williams coming out of the blue with that that was like way out of the blue and it made no sense it, at all and it's and weird like, though because he's yo, definitely he's usually a Bron apologist so I don't even maybe he really didn't think he was this is Lebron but. People don't, too, though, <laughs> People don't want to be caught a pippin. People don't want to be caught a pippin. This is me getting my chatty patty on. There's something to that, and this has to do with KD. Because KD and Jay Will are very tight. Like, from my understanding, they, like, do business outside of ball together. Like, they own things together. So they're very tight. And, You're trying to you know, say my man was KD never a pippin. <laughs> although, all, yeah, yeah, although, although, like, uh, Katie and Brian like to act, act like to act like they're, you know, they're comrades or whatever. We yeah, know it's something there. I know, I know how that is. I know how that is. <laughs> it's something there. And and Jay yeah. Williams is a Brian dick, but he's he's like him and KD are like that's his guy. Like they do business together. So 
that's just me <laughs> speculating. That's my chatty patty speculation. That was, you know, that he got something to do with it. I'm going to just need y'all to stop disrespecting Scotty Pippen like that. <laughs> y'all <laughs> Yo, got to stop. Thing, man. Like, you Scotty alone, Yo. man. Yeah, y'all can't y'all can't do that with Scotty, man. All right, man. So, um, your man Olive Oil won won the most improved player. Like I call him that so much I really can't think of his real name right now. Um Yeah, the Ingram, that plays Brandon the Ingram. Lakers, not the yeah. yeah, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is the most improved player in the NBA this season. Um, I thought that could have gone to some other people, but I'm not I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Like Did you I'm probably mad at that? I can't even remember. Like, did we even do um, <laughs> awards? I think the season was so oh, segmented. I don't, I don't even think know, we dog. we I yeah. I don't think we did that. We did. So, we did bubble awards. Yeah, yeah, we did. Because <laughs> the bubble is the only thing that counted. The bubble, the bubble definitely was lit. Um, people who weren't in the bubble weren't up for any awards anyway. So. Yo, I'm down really for I'm I'm literally like, yo, this is no joke. I'm getting ready to say it's going to sound crazy. I'm down to contract teams from the league, get rid of a couple teams, and we just I've have bubble seasons every season. <laughs> every yo, season. Yo, just have a bubble yeah. season. We're living season in the time where, season, you know, yeah. we got outbreaks, pandemics happening. Let's just bubble it up. I, we And we shouldn't miss any more March Madnesses either because they should have, you know, the blueprint has been laid. It's going to have to be, you know, on a yeah. bigger level if they're trying to get all of those teams. But – at every region, you know, where they're having these different things, they're going to have to bubble it up out there. You know, maybe not have fans, but it, it can be done. I don't want to miss any more March Madnesses. But um, shout-out to uh, Brandon Ingram. Um, second place was Bam Adebayo. Um, there is, yeah, Luca. I mean, Luca. Uh, I don't know. Like, Luca. How could he kind of not be the front runner? They might have. I didn't. I'm, I'm not juxtaposing their stats. I don't know who improved um, the most stat wise, but Luca is in a place where he just skyrocketed into superstardom this season. So it's kind of hard to to see how he didn't win it. But it was between Ingram, Bam, Luca, Jason Tatum, and Devontae Graham from the Hornets. But um, shout out to. Uh, to uh, Brandon Ingram, aka Olive Oil, for winning it. Um, uh, a bit of news. I think it was it was brought up a little bit in one of our conversations earlier. Um, Steve Nash has been hired as the head coach in Brooklyn. Um, a four-year contract to be the head coach in Brooklyn. Um, you got an issue with this? Because a lot of our folks did. <laughs> I know what I mean by our folks. Um, yeah, I mean, Mark I, Jackson I, like this, I get both sides. I get, I get both sides of it. I understand why people are complaining because they're looking for opportunities. But at the end of the day, like for me, I'm looking for uh, more Michael Jordan and uh, Spencer Strasmore as, as opposed to coaches at this point. This is where I'm right. at. Um, we should kind of, you know, so, like, I mean, if Jay can do it, we can do it. Tell people we should be off this. No more kneeling, no more yeah. coaching. <laughs> we went on. <laughs> but I get that. But at the same time, this situation is different because, again, go back to KD. KD's the Coach guy that they're calling jersey. for. He's their guy. And him and Steve Nash are tight. He's, Nash is his guy. So, yeah. like, if they want to hire a guy who – because from my understanding, the, the start, they signed off on it. Like, you know, although I don't know why right. KD has to sign off on it when it's dumb, when it's dumb Liddy's team. But anyway, um, you know, but so – if that's who we want, like, 
how can we I, – I understand you want other guys to get an opportunity, but if the star player is asking for this guy, who are we to say anything? Right. And, I mean, and it's always been a situation, and that's why you say things like we need more owners, we need more, you know, MJs and more uh, Spencers because they're the ones who make the decisions. We can't tell people who to hire. We've tried it. You know, we got the Rooney rules in the NFL and all of this kind of stuff, but end of the day, bottom line, you can't tell a billionaire what to do with his money. Like, you can't. So we have to get in different positions where we can do that. The only thing I – the problem I had, Jim, you know, a little bit, because I, I, I think it's unfair. I think the whole practice is unfair, but it's not a Steve Nash thing. And for me, looking back at some of the names, it's not even really a white thing. I think – there's a lot of coaches, and if we want to go to the coaches who are in the ranks of um, assistants, a lot of black dudes in those ranks, putting in the work and getting skipped over because we got big-name former players being coaches. I mean, people scream for Mark Jackson every year. Mark Jackson got his job the same way. He wasn't an assistant. He was Mark Jackson. He Yo. was two or three years out of the league. He got a job. Jason Kidd went from the court. Yo. In one off season, he to a head coach. He retired two for the coach. same franchise. He retired two coaches. He retired <laughs> right. two. They coaches. had to get him out. They're like, yo, dog, <laughs> we'll give you a head coaching job if you stop playing. <laughs> he had to retire to take the offer. Isaiah Thomas, um, shoot, Magic Johnson jumped up into a head coaching position. Yo, it was very it was temporary. Funny. It was funny to me. I know people probably listen like, yo, who the hell is this Spencer guy they're talking about, man? You know Spencer Strathmore is, man. Yo, Do you Google, they, they don't realize we watch so much TV that that's a part of our real life. Spencer Strathmore <laughs> is real. So look him up Just if like you don't David know who, who this owner president. is. Shoot, Spencer Strathmore took over the team and they won the Super Bowl in real life. Yo, just like <laughs> just like David Palmer, just like David Palmer is the first black president, man. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. But no, nah, so. For me, it was like, okay, I understand the whole put-in-work thing. And I would even go as far as to say, yo, it's a lot of young black coaches, Sam Cassell. Um, you know, it's a lot of dudes, yeah. and they're putting in the work that can't get these positions. But I really can't sit here with a straight face and be like, oh, Steve Nash getting the white privilege because Derek Fisher did the same thing, Jason Kidd did the same thing, um, non-black dudes, Steve Kerr, Mark Jackson did the same thing. So – it's more about I forgot who said it. It might have, shout out to uh, the homie Joel Rodriguez as we were talking earlier, and he was basically saying it's just the way things are now. It's not really a race thing, um, but we we do know we spoke about it earlier. If one of these dudes get fired, Steve Kerr is going to get a second chance way before Mark Jackson or you know something like that. We know how that is, but this whole dudes not really paying their dues as coaches, I, I really can't. That's not a, a Steve Kerr, Steve Nash thing because they aren't the only ones who've done that. So we kind of should have had the same energy when Jason Kidd and them jumped over all of these black assistant coaches putting in work for years and years. We could have, we, we should have kept that same energy there. But, I mean, if we don't, I ain't mad at it either. You know, I owe us a whole lot. So mm-hmm. if we want to bitch and complain, we bitch and complain. Fuck y'all. All right, so, so shout out to Steve <laughs> Nash. I, I mean, first of all, like who in their right mind, if you're keeping it a buck, wouldn't have said and probably didn't say. Probably, you know, they probably did say when he played. Yo, Steve, Steve Nash would probably be the type of dude that a coach one day. Just didn't know it was gonna come like this without without any dues paid. 
But, you know, certain mm-hmm. dudes, you know, it seemed like they were better players than they were athletically, if, if that makes any sense. Like, if you just throw him in a, you know, an athlete contest, Steve Nash would lose 10 times out of 10. But he was able to do what he did in the NBA, two-time MVP, even though I don't fully agree with both of those awards. But he was in the mix, yeah. whether he won them or not, he was in the mix. He was able to do what he did, you know, and, and a lot of that came of because of what he knew about the game, because a lot of that stuff he couldn't Yo, actually do. Like, <laughs> what you're all, what, everything you're saying is valid, but I don't even care about any of that. Yo, if it was a janitor, if you're a star player, we know this is a player-driven league. If he's asking <laughs> right. you for somebody, you get that per- – like, it really boils down to that for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, and I understand the argument. I understand – put it like this. I understand why people are making these arguments. Because there's only so many opportunities, but again, right. unless you um, but you got you know, go to look context uh, to all of it, like that. we always say, it's context. And even you know what? Even before we even before we get the owner, what about GM? Because uh, you know our president in Toronto is like the only black GM, isn't he? President? Uh, him and Elton, maybe. Elton, is Elton, Elton? No, Elton's the GM. I think uh, he's the GM. GM. He's the not the president. president. The president's the job. Is, yeah, the president's job is above the GM. I think at the president yeah. level, some dudes um, are might be the only GM one. and president. Some dudes like, I yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna do this too. So, but president, yeah, is that's definitely, true. Like you yeah, run but the I squad. Think that like might it's, be it's the, the owner, yeah, and then it's you. might be the only one. Masai might yeah. be the only one. And with that being said, that's the level we need to get to. We need to get to that level because then you you have a you know a say so in you have a say becomes your yeah. coach. Yeah, because you know even I mean we talked about Elton just being the GM. There's still a place where his power ends. Like we talked about it last year. We know uh, Elton Brand didn't want to come into this season with Brett Brown, but he was kind of yeah. overruled at the top. Give him one more mm-hmm. shot. He saw us through this process. Give him one more shot. Just up to Elton, Brett Brown would have got fired, you know, when his tenure started. Masai, yeah. he's at a place where I ain't got to ask nobody nothing. And he's, like you said, he's the nothing only Nothing at one. all. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, you know what I mean? It, I just got to ask them to keep these cops off my ass is, when we at other arenas. Yeah, pretty much. As long as the cops ain't trying to attack him. And, and you know, and he's he's been very <laughs> successful, so salute to him for that. But, uh, you know, damn, man, like, that's what I'm worried about. But my thing is, if, K- if KD wants Steve Nash as coach, who are we to argue? Yeah, who are we to say no? Like that's KD. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, at the same time, you know, somebody black with the power, but you know, players are exercising yeah. their powers these days. I want that's my man to come want. coach. Uh, cool. All right, so um, shout out to to Steve Nash in Brooklyn. I mean, it'll be one of those situations where we're not really gonna know. We're not gonna be able to gauge how good or how bad he is because. In the Eastern Conference, if you have a healthy KD and a healthy Kyrie and they get to keep a lot of the players that already keep this team in the playoff mix, mm-hmm. this team is going to be so good in the Eastern Conference Then you know, like I said, we're not going to know what the hell Steve Nash. Steve Nash has got to pull some magic out of his hat after timeouts and inbounds and all that for us to even notice what he's doing. So he's walking Pretty into much. a great situation. I mean, they got dumb that might be the, the difference. Player in when they hire us, we walk in this terrible situation, even if we don't and have we to put Mr. in the work. <laughs> they got Mr. Too Damn Good, a.k.a. Levert, and <laughs> and they got Spencer Dumbledy. They got a little Dumb squad. Liddy. Yeah, they definitely got a squad. Somebody got to go, though. Everybody's not going to be there next year. Yeah, yeah, ain't no basketballs, dog. 
Plus, Dunleavy the best player in the team, so he's not trying to be take a That's fourth right. back seat. Like Dunleavy, like That's give right. me my own team. <laughs> That's right. He about to go. Dunleavy. He about to go to Milwaukee and be the Jordan to, uh, to Giannis. <laughs> he about to be his Jordan. <laughs> Yo, you got Giannis <laughs> on the bench wearing his dumb ladies, putting them in the camera, and telling him to come in. <laughs> Yo, dumb lady do got his own shoes, right? Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see Giannis on the bench with a pair of dumb ladies on. <laughs> All right, man. So I, I stat, <laughs> stat of the week, man, going into the NFL and other stuff that's not fair. Taysom Hill, who, if y'all don't know, is the – he's, he's the backup quarterback. He could be the backup backup because Jameis Winston is there now. But he's the one of the backup quarterbacks in uh in New Orleans and he is of a lighter hue. Taysom Hill, who has five hundred and ninety career scrimmage yards, will make sixteen point one million dollars next season. However, Alvin Kamara, the running back who's pretty much carried the the Saints offense for the past three seasons who has 4,476 career scrimmage yards, a Rookie of the Year award, and is a three-time Pro Bowler, is in jeopardy of being released or traded this week because of his contract demands. What a time to be a backup, backup quarterback in the National Football League. Yo. That's absolutely insane. <laughs> yo, they about ready to let Alvin Kamara go, yo. He's the brightest spot That's on your offense. Insane. You got some names, of course. You got Breeze. You got Michael Thomas. Kamara is what makes this offense go. And they're about ready yo, to get rid of him and pay yo. a backup. Who could be the backup? That is backup, absolute, yo. That's ass eleven. That's not even ass nine. That's ass eleven. Like what is that? Ass eleven. Yo, that's a yo. Who pack. is your GM and why are they your GM? Yo, sixteen point one. And then they picked up Jameis. Of course, they played the black dude like a million. He's better than Taysom Hill. I don't Yo, care what anybody says. Hold up. Taysom they, Hill they, is a wildcat quarterback. Taysom Hill was a uh, – Yo, they said Taysom one, – One of the coaches said Taysom Hill was um, better than Lamar Jackson. Better than Lamar Jackson. No, yeah, yeah. They, they, they actually said out of their mouth, Lamar Jackson is a poor man's Taysom Hill. I smacked this boy. Yeah. <laughs> boy. Boy. All right, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, man, so this this is 2020 in the NFL. Um, mentioned earlier, there's some crazy sports deaths um, this, this week. Tom Seaver died um, at 75 yeah. years old. Uh, big loss for Major League Baseball. Uh, Lute Olsen, legendary college basketball coach, dies at 85 years old. Uh, Lute um, put Arizona pretty much on the map, um, put that program on the map, and, of course, um, Tobias talked about it earlier. John Thompson Jr., Georgetown fame, dies at 78 years old, man. John Thompson, if you listen to a lot of his players, man, much more than just a coach. Y'all talked about how he, Allen Iverson credits that man with saving his life. Um, I mean, we don't got to stay there to, long, to man, Big cause, John, cause man. This actually is, is a sad topic for me because, like, John Thompson and John Cheney, like, your mommy and my grandfather, like, they just were, like, you know, stone-cold, hardcore, like, alpha males. But what I will say about John Thompson is this. The most um, the most Im- impressive thing that I've seen is for someone with his um, resume as a basketball coach, when they covered his death, nobody talked about basketball. 
And to me, that's right. like the most powerful thing that I've seen. Like right. none of the talk was about his X's and O's. When from an X's and O's standpoint, like he was great. he's a national he was a champion. Legend. He was one of the greatest. first first black but first that black wasn't coach the talk at all. to win the national championship. Yeah, first yeah. black coach to win a national championship. And it, it's crazy because none of the talk was about what he was able to accomplish on the court. It was everything else, and I think that that's the, to me that's like what his legacy is and what's most important. So to me, that that was amazing to see. Um, you know, because he just transitioned. He's not going because when you see that he, he lives through Alonzo Mourning, the Kim Bay Mutombo, Allen Iris, all these guys, and the way they talk about him. And even like um, some of his like you know lesser known players like I was I was reading something where like at his bedside when he died like he he was obviously close with the gentleman like Michael Jackson was there Michael Jackson remember the boy yeah. that played for Georgetown I, I, yeah I'll never forget him just because of his name but <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I always that's why remember Bacalma, dude I know you do <laughs> yeah but he was like with him when when he, when he passed away like that's how close he was to some of his players like so wow. his legacy lives forever but I think that was the most impressive thing. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, so many stories about Big John, man. I remember, you know, when I was at Howard, he would bring the whole Georgetown team to to a Howard game. You know, of course, for for us, that's like, okay, you know, those dudes be on TV. That's, that's Allen Iverson and Big yeah. Page and them. And then for the groupies, you know, that's Allen Iverson and Big Victor Page and them. But for him, yeah, it was yeah, basically showing them the other side. Okay, we, you know, we're a ball program, um, but we go to this school. Let's go across town to the HBCU. Say, so, you know, I can get a taste of that and see how they live. You know, I'm pretty glad. Yeah, I know yeah. he was glad that he got them instead of them going somewhere else. But mm-hmm. it was it was a cool thing to do, man. But shout out, yeah, rest in power. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty man. sure Chuck and Paige probably took something down over there too. But that's either here or there. <laughs> Everybody in the gym that night. Um, anyway, <laughs> we we gonna move on, man. Let's talk about uh, what happened this week while everybody was on the grind, man. Absolutely, and while you were on the Grizz Nae is brought to you by Sports the Book. The bottom line is the greatest sports book ever written, which you can find at sportsthebook.com or at our hub of warroomsports.com. But it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the Grizz Nae. Shout to Tobias for coming on every week and just running down our whole outline. But um, yo, every week. <laughs> Every week, man. You gonna get mad when you gonna get mad when he on hold to the end of the show. <laughs> like dog. <laughs> Tom Brady. Tom Brady gets another toy. Um, Leonard Fournette was released by the Jags and signed with Tampa Bay. Yo, it seems to me like Jacksonville yeah. is literally tanking. Yeah, yeah. And it also is is one of those. It, it seems like Tampa Bay or at least the coach, believes in Tom Brady so much that they got this all-in approach. It's like any veteran who's who's available, you you can expect that Tampa Bay is going to sign him or at least kick the tires on it to see what's up. It's like everybody – like I forgot that they had Shady McCoy until earlier yeah. in the show when Tobias reminded me <laughs> that they had Shady McCoy. It's like, yo, everybody who gets on the – that's why you're kind of like surprised that they haven't um, signed – Antonio Brown yet, and I say yet because as soon as the league say he's good to go, I expect I really I expect Tampa Bay to make a run at him. Like they're all in right now. You done brought Gronk out of retirement. Like <laughs> you got dudes coming out of retirement to ball with Tom Brady. So man, if Tom Brady looks like he looked at the end of last season, I think they're doing this all for naught. 
but but we'll see how it plays out to them. I mean, one thing we do know, they're going to be a more competitive team. They get, they got too much talent, even though a lot of it is old talent, to not be in the mix, you know, towards the end of the regular season, no matter what's going on. So we shall see. <laughs> we get a new tour. Yeah, every they week. set they set they set yeah they set him up they setting him up for uh, failure. Um, mm-hmm. Cam no Newton, there ain't gonna be uh, no excuse. new quarterback. Yeah, the new quarterback in New England, uh, Cam Newton, who was the name of the starter. Yes, sir. Um, you know, him Belichick his, uh, tried to really his, uh, make us wait like we thought Stidham or whatever his name was was going to be the quarterback. Him and his uh, better half, <laughs> him and his better half have split. They have four kids, and uh, she's asking for 15K per month. When I saw that, I was like, damn, that's all. Like, Cam getting over. Like, you know, NFL athlete with four, four. For all four, four kids, people. right? Total. Yeah, all she wanted was fifteen. She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna work." Like she, you know, she hold it down. Cats out here paying like fifty grand a month for one kid. Dog. Uh, yeah. Do you remember when when Kobe and his wife were talking about divorce and the numbers they were throwing out there for him having to pay a month and just in general? Man. <laughs> Yo, they were getting ready to give her a billion dollars a month. Yo, the funny part was he was gonna have to give his mother-in-law a mansion. She ain't got to do with this. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, my mother-in-law mansion. Yo, Kobe was like, "Look, I'm gonna make this work. We gonna make this work. Kobe, and you gonna get this uh, ring." But uh, Kobe yeah, cleaned up his trash. If he got mother-in-law mansion in the street, <laughs> <laughs> damn, Kobe. But yeah, 15K dog, like yo, yeah, she stuck around. Now she got all of it. Damn, that's crazy. You better sign that doggy. You know what I'm saying? You know. And shout out to uh, Mackenzie uh, Bezos, who's not the richest woman in the world. I just figured I'd bring that up right now. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, just be giving you know, money away. Equity speech. She so probably didn't like equity, black people though. and gave Howard all that money. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, shout out to her though. You know why? Because she was shooting in the gym uh, to use uh, a drinks uh, verbiage. Yeah, she because was. you read their story, yo. She let the boy like go build the business in the basement, and she held down all their bills, like. And, and there's know, a lot of you know, people you know, who who, Some of y'all who don't do that. know that story and be talking crazy. Like, no, she actually I know, was I know. shooting in the gym. It's a whole yeah. different thing. Yeah. He wasn't rich when he met her. When you say, yo, go down, <laughs> <laughs> go down there and create your little business. I pay the bills. Like, shh. Man, that's it. <laughs> anyway, with all that being said, hey, man. Sound like war room sports. <laughs> She's shooting in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I, just ain't, I just ain't coming through for her. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, missing a, I'm missing a lot of shots in this month. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of equity though, right? DraftKings, um, they've added Michael Jeffrey Jordan to their board. Yes, and Mike said Mike said in terms of uh compensation, he wants equity. He wants a piece. So Michael Jordan, the rich get richer. That no, no doubt. No doubt about it. And the crazy part is <laughs> he put Mike on the board. And the next day, the stock goes up by 16%. Um, I mean, yeah. that day, though, the, the stock market was on fire, period. Yeah, it was. And, you know, But that news did everybody, help. Everybody getting their comeuppance today. <laughs> if y'all play the market, y'all know what we mean. It's funny, though. It's funny, though, man, because, like, you know, our celebrities and, and, and the people in general are waking up and starting to take equity and think they help build. And it's kind of right. like changing the climate. But, you know, so in response, they start killing us. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, right. but I think it's because you don't want you, yeah. not. you don't want them uh, stories like you know cats back in the day that didn't take equity. It could be like billionaires Spencer now because they wanted a check. Yeah, 
Yo, something crazy, like some crazy percentage of Nike. <laughs> he took something like 10 grand. <laughs> something stupid. <laughs> Yo, my man was like, no, <laughs> give me that bread. I don't know. Equity. What you mean <laughs> equity? I don't want none of this. Give me that bread. I need to buy this Cadillac. <laughs> what you talking about? I bet you he showed up the next day with a Cadillac and a feather in his hat. Yo, he probably bought a Cadillac and bought his chick a coat on some Goodfellas yo, stuff. Like, yo, take life it back. <laughs> anyway, um, his life probably miserable. <laughs> I ain't think about that every day. Spencer was still alive. Let me make sure I ain't talking about the dead. I gotta check. Yo, I gotta check. I don't even remember. Spencer Haywood. He's 71 years old right now, somewhere mad as hell. Like, what the. Yo, he could have set up for 15 generations, dog. He would have owned them, but yo, he would have been one of the biggest shareholders in the Nike, dog. He, anyway, he lived in Silver City. He, oh, he, no, he probably would have been an owner. He probably would have been an owner before Mike. Yeah, that that was a lot of equity they were offering him, man. And they was like, all right, we can give it yeah, to this dude. Yeah. You don't want it? Yeah, yeah man. That's crazy. Pretty much, man. Take equity, people. Yo, man. Take equity. Yo, Kirk Cousins um, was uh, doing an interview and he was talking about COVID, and my man said, look, it is what it is. If I got to die, I got to die. He's an anti-masker, as they call him now. They call people anti-maskers. Anti-masker. So, you know. What's interesting, yeah, he... is like, yo, some some people's beliefs on this thing is crazy. Like, um, there was a guy, uh, Hank was showing me this battle rapper, like, who was um, had to miss one of these most recent events because he had COVID, right? He was sick as a dog, missed the event, had to back out. And then he was out there talking about, like, yo, I had it. I almost died, but I still don't believe in it. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what logic is that? <laughs> yo. How do you, yo. People, see. people, like, people just, like, when they don't, like, I don't know, man. So, Kirk Cousins. Because, man, they, because it's been politicized, man. People are mixing this up with their political beliefs. Like, and I don't understand it. Like, I really don't. Like, you've seen people sick. Um, I don't, you know, I can't say everybody who has known somebody that was sick, but a lot of these people, when it comes that close to home, is when you actually see it. But then, when you're still so stubborn in your political beliefs that you see it and you still choose not to believe it, that's when like I can't even like <laughs> I can't even view you as a human at that point, like because it, it it really makes no sense. But you know, Kirk Kirk Cousins has tried to clarify his his former statements because it really sounded compassionless because, you know, basically saying, you know, people can do that. I don't believe in it, but you know, if, if I'm, he said, I'm taking this like a survival of the fittest type thing. If if I die, then I die. <laughs> like, dude, like, but there's a lot of people out there who aren't the fittest, you know what I'm saying? And people have yeah. been dying because of, pre-existing conditions, you know, whether it's their fault or not. Like, people are out there dying, so you can't be out here just making statements like that, like survival of the fittest. Like, but this like is Ryan whole, Clark this said, though, Ryan Clark went in on him. Like, Kirk Cousins ain't tough. <laughs> he talking like that, but he ain't tough. Damn, cookie. So let me, let me, he, he said, this is what he originally said. He said, I want to respect what other people's concerns are. For me personally, just talking, no one else can get the virus. What is your concern if you could get it? I would say I'm going to go about my daily life. If I get it, I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to let nature do its course, survival of the fittest kind of approach, and just say if it knocks me out, it knocks me out. <laughs> I'm going to be okay, you know, even if I die. If I die, I die. I kind of have I kind of have peace about that. So 
they asked him recently if he would take back um, those statements, and he said, I think it was just the heart behind it, uh, was just saying that I have peace if that were to happen was all I was wanting to say. I have peace. I don't believe that I control the outcome of my life. There's many things out of my control, but obviously my faith is at the foundation of my life. I trust the Lord to handle it, handle things if something happens. I trust him to have a plan and purpose and to use even a pain, a setback, adversity, to use that to help grow <laughs> and teach me more about him. So, he, you know, he tried to get out of it by going the God route pretty much. So he was trying to say, you know, he so said, what? I want to be very respectful and considerate to everyone else. It's a great opportunity to show that every day with the way you wash your hands consistently and wear a mask and are respectful of other people. So apparently his uh, PR rep, his, his publicist got to him like, dude, you can't say this. We got to go out here and clarify some things. Definitely talk about God. Definitely talk about washing your hands and all that mumbo jumbo that that the CDC put out there. Because if you don't, even if you don't believe it, now you got to say it. So this, that's all it sounds like, man. Uh, he's talking about a bunch of mambo hambo. <laughs> a whole bunch of mambo jambo. Like, come on, man. He, yo, always I gotta, I gotta re. I saw, I saw you send that Ryan Clark joint, but I didn't watch that. I gotta watch that because I heard, I heard yeah, on he Twitter that he cooked him. I gotta, yeah, he cooked. Yeah, I gotta see that, man. But uh. <laughs> But I, he gave I mean, examples like man, I played with a lot of tough people in my career, and I played with Kirk Cousins. He ain't tough. <laughs> like damn, yo, <laughs> yo, he he dog. He the funniest cooking I saw was today or that joint with um, uh, oh, what's the boy we just talking about? Richard Jefferson with uh, with Greeny and them. Did you watch that clip? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It was uh, um, what's his name? Yo, they cooked him. I've the seen that Ron before, Young though. That, that's that's not new, but it's hilarious because he oh, okay. really looked he really looked salty when um yo Damon Jones. Oh, what's the Damon Jones. With Brian? Damon Jones. Damon, Damon Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah. on Greeny. That is the greatest <laughs> clip I've ever seen in my life, yo. And that's I've heard about still. But um, but no, like this whole thing with uh, Kirk Cousins, it bothers me because it just goes to show like. There's a lack of empathy. Like even if I didn't what didn't understand, I mean I don't understand all the science behind it. But if you're telling me that there's a chance of a one percent chance that I could help somebody else out just by putting the mask on, I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna right. do it because I'm not selfish. I care, I care about other folks. Like I, these people, Crazy. man. Like I've seen people on there. Like well, you know, people are sick and they die. They die. Like that whole survival of the fittest <laughs> thing is like, dude. Like as as. Why do we yeah, lack so I've, much compassion as humans? I've seen people say, I mean, come on, it's like such and such billion people in the world. It's only like 184 that died, like 184,000. I'm like, yo, seriously? <laughs> Somebody's family people's member, family man. And like, friends and loved ones. I, I, I mean, I just, I just, I don't get it. Like, when do we lose, like, like, or do we ever have? <laughs> then they play the God role, man. God is cleansing the earth, man. It's what it is, what it is. I'm like, yeah, but. Do you know what this person that I know died was a damn saint. So what's the excuse for that? Like, can't yeah, just be man. saying stuff and, like and that. And it's, it's just nuts, man. Like, and shout out to Disney Plus, man, because I've been discovering like stuff on Disney Plus for this long quarantine we've been in. Um, you know, I watched National Treasure today, which is my John with Nicolas Cage, but uh, Nicholas oh, yeah. Ford Coppola. But anyway, that's a sidebar. <laughs> but um, the John they had on there about like the, like different different discoveries throughout history. It's on the National Geographic John on there. And when you watch that, man, you recognize that humans have always been evil, man. Like we're just, we're oh, just yeah. 
we're just like getting more exposure to it because like you know we're able to see people's thoughts now because people like write out their thoughts for you to see. But it's an ugly world, dog. The world's just ugly. Well, man. you and uh, B. Austin put me on the game earlier. You know, it's the weather. <laughs> it's the weather where people go. Yeah, from. it's the weather, man. It's the weather, man. I totally believe that now. It's Neil the in the chat rooms said Kirk Cousins sounded like Herman Cain's Twitter account. They got that boy <laughs> beyond the grave. Yo, that's a bug. Like, he, yo, his yo. Twitter account says still saying stuff like coronavirus is a hoax, and he died yo, from you're, coronavirus. You're so who did here, you beloved? sell your soul and your Twitter account to, 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 for them to be saying stuff like this after you died of this? Come on, yeah, man. this is nuts. Don't, don't let them cool you out man. after this. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Yo, shout to shout to Anil, man. My sister in memes, cause she be out there memeing the game of like I do. Man. Shout to Anil. <laughs> Yo, so either I don't know if we blame his family or if he sold it to the Republican Party. Somebody can't let this go on. Like somebody got to stop it. Somebody <laughs> definitely got to stop it. I think my man set up tweets, but like he he was on his tweet deck, Jonah set up tweets to come out like in the future. Like, probably <laughs> come out. Yo, that's crazy. If I ever get sick, I'm gonna do that. If I ever get sick, I'm gonna like let my hands go. I'm gonna schedule some stuff out. My my luck gonna be like a movie or something. Where you like you supposed to die in a certain day. And yeah, instead of surviving, you start like just dissing Tagging everybody. People. At such and such, you a bitch. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you a bitch. <laughs> oh, yo. Yeah, yeah. Yo, my Twitter going to turn into a hit em up verse, man. <laughs> Tell Chicks. Such yeah, and such. Yeah, I always wanted to hit that. <laughs> like you said, you survived. You survived by mistake. You just sick. So now your uh-huh. wife in the hospital room looking at you crazy. Yo, homie, yeah, your wife. That, I've been way. hacked. I've been hacked. <laughs> Be like, at fill in the blank. At fill in the blank. Hey. Your wife was a oh. mate. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Yo. All right, man. This date in sports history, before we get out of here, of course, is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions? You need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality, results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And, yes, financing options are available, people. So visit DigitalExtremeTech.com or call 267-205-4203. Again, that is 267-205-4203. And if you need those discounted rates, be sure to tell them the homies over at War Room Sports sent you. All right, uh, September 3rd, 1906, the Philadelphia Giants win the Negro Championship Cup in Philadelphia in front of 10,000 fans, which was the largest black baseball crowd ever. So shout out to the Philadelphia Mm. Giants Negro League team winning that championship cup in the city. Um, Crazy, though, because, you know, Philly wasn't, the, the greatest of accepting cities back then. So I'm surprised they ain't trying to firebomb that game or something. But um, shout out to the Philadelphia <laughs> Giants on this day. No, they, no, they waited to the 80s. They waited to the 80s and start. They waited to the 80s right. and start dropping bombs <laughs> on neighbor. No, ma. Like, they're really getting out of hand now. It's too many of them. <laughs> Bomb the block. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get up out of here, man. We having a crazy storm. Yeah, with power going in and out. <laughs> Just drawing down here. That's what she said. 
Yo, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, all of the social media apps. We appreciate all the support. And those who get to kick out of the group, that's on you. Tune in next week live right here on demand. We catch you up on all the sports topics for the week. So until then, enjoy. (laughs) Yo, enjoy all the uh, NBA and NHL playoffs. Please stay safe. We'll see you right right here next time. Catch everything we do at the R Hub, which is warroomsports.com. Repeat that to me, warroomsports.com, ladies and gentlemen. That is the hub. Everything we do can be found there. And also get my book, Sports to Book, at sportstobook.com or at that hub of warroomsports.com. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. Biggest bastards. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.